Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Prog Watch, music that tells a story, with your friend and host, Big Tony Rousick, a.k.a. Prog Squatch. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Welcome back to Prog Watch, my friends. This is Big Tony, your host, and our opening track this week was a song called Total Recall by Pendragon. It comes from their 1988 album, Kow Tao. Pendragon was actually formed 10 years prior to that album's release, so they are celebrating their 40th anniversary with a number of special gigs later this year. But I will let Mr. Nick Barrett, composer, singer, and guitarist from Pendragon, tell you all about that himself because I was lucky enough to catch up with Nick a few weeks ago and chat with him at length about his classic band. In a little while, I'll let you hear some of that chat, but first, let's do another Pendragon tune. This one from their 1993 album, The Window of Life. The name of this one is Ghosts.
She broke the promise. She broke the spell. She opened up the door to hell. The stage now set. The scenes in place. Never again could she look in his face.
Ghosts by Pendragon from their 1993 release, The Window of Life. Now I'll let you listen in on some of my conversation with Nick Barrett. So first off, it's a real pleasure and an honor to have you talk to me for my program here. I'm excited. Well, thank you very much for inviting me on. Yeah, my friend Rob Fisher uh, was very instrumental in helping set this up. So yeah, he's a big fan and he had a friend uh, named Magnus Moore. And uh, they've come up with some great questions for you. You know, I we we try to ask good questions. So, um, oh, that's good. There's some good thought-provoking ones here. He says his oh, buddy said his buddy Magnus may have seen you over twenty times. Wow. Yeah, that's that, like a Swedish name to me. Yeah, it does. Magnus Moore, M O A R. Yeah, so. I think I the name rings a bell. Yeah, if he saw you 20 times, he probably yeah. did at least one meet and greet, right? You know? Or... Yeah, I guess so. All right, I guess we'll get rolling then with some of the, the more serious questions, if you're okay with that. Yeah, fine. All right, great. So uh, here we are in the year which celebrates 40 years of Pendragon. Did you have any inkling that uh, the journey would come this far and last so long? Do you know... To be honest, I didn't think we'd ever even get started. Um, so I, it really is incredible. Um, the thing is, I mean, when I was younger, um, the whole idea about becoming a professional musician in a band that could play this sort of music was, well, it was really just a dream. Um, you know, and here we are sort of 40 years later, still going uh you know in many ways stronger than ever um no it you kind of got to pinch yourself to remind yourself of that because it is incredible yeah it's quite a journey um yeah um so uh you formed in 1977 i guess and uh were so, yeah. originally called zeus pendragon now there's the legend about uh, somebody said you you dropped the Zeus part because it didn't look good on a T-shirt. Is that true? Yeah, that's kind of. Uh, we it was actually 1978 uh, that we started. Okay. Um, it was kind of a joke thing. Uh, it was Zeus Pen Dragon. Um, I we sort of slammed two uh, mythological cultures together and just felt what a silly idea it was. And I think it was Julian, our original guitarist as well, just said, you know, you're never going to get that on a T-shirt. And we sort of thought, well, he's got a point. Um, you know, what? it was a damn silly idea anyway. So, yeah, just Pendragon. Or Uther, I, I assume. You know, that's the uh, the mythological part there from the British side, I guess, huh? Yes. I mean, Uther Pendragon um, was the father of uh, King Arthur. King Arthur, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, that part of it sort of seemed to stick. The Zeus bit, um, you know, the sort of Greek mythology side of it, uh, it just kind of didn't really, we didn't really want it to stick. Even if it did stick, we didn't want it to. The Pendragon thing sort of fitted with the kind of music we were looking to play. Um, You know, we had uh, then later on songs called the Black Knight and Excalibur. So it sort of had a mythical, you know, British um, mythological bent to the whole thing anyway, which kind of, you know, gave the whole thing an image. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned Julian Baker. Um, In the days 
you know, the early formation of the band. Do you want to talk a little bit about the role of yourself and Julian and, uh, you know, how everything yeah. came together? Yeah, I mean, you know, literally, um, I, I met Julian. I mean, I changed schools when I was about 13, I think it was. And um, I met um, a lot of guys who were musicians or, you know, really into music. And I met some, through them, I met a couple of kids outside of that school. And one of them was Julian, um, you know, he's a very, very keen guitarist. And, uh, you know, constantly was talking about getting a band together. Um, he already knew Nigel Harris. So, you know, I think and, and he knew Stan Cox, who was the original bass player. So, you know, pretty much we got together and booked a rehearsal room and um, just decided to jam some songs, uh, which were basic rock songs at the time. Uh, you know, stuff like Bad Company, um, a bit of Led Zeppelin, Santana, Jimi Hendrix, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, decided to stick at it. I mean, Julian was very, um, he had a lot of energy uh, for this whole thing. So, you know, he had a great amount of drive for Pendragon. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you, you redid Armageddon for the Past and Presence tour, but... Uh, yeah. You know, are there any other plans, I guess, to rework any of the the old material? Are you going to be doing like a retrospective uh, of the 40 years when you when you play some uh, live shows later? You are planning some special live shows, I believe, correct? Yeah, that's right. We are uh, in November. I mean, we're only doing three, um, you know, just keeping it short and sweet because we're trying to get a few of the old members back to come along and, uh, you know, do something as well. And, you know, their commitments won't allow for them to be able to go out and do, you know, like a two-week tour. So, you know, we can only do three three shows. Um, but the thing is with that, yes, we will be going right back to square one. I mean, you know, we've been talking about playing. There's, uh, you know, a couple of songs that we used to play that weren't ever recorded um, you know, we've been thinking about maybe doing those or thinking about doing some of the stuff that was on the Once Upon a Time in England uh, CDs. Uh, so, yeah, some really, really early stuff. And then sort of just uh, going right across all the albums, you know, up till now. A nice retrospective of the 40 years, huh? Yeah, we're looking to do something a little bit different from the tours that we've done um in the last couple of years so you know we're going to be picking some weird and wonderful tracks you know that either have never been played before or you know haven't been played for a long time sounds like fun i wish i could be over there in the uk to catch some of that yeah it should be fun i mean it's a bucket load of rehearsal but there you go yeah complicated music yeah <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's do a few more great Pendragon tracks before we listen to more of my epic chat with Nick Barrett of the band. This next one is called Feeding Frenzy, and it comes from one of the band's more recent releases, 2011's Passion.
was Feeding Frenzy from the 2011 Pendragon album called Passion. And how about one more before we carry on with the interview? This one is called The Voyager, and it comes from Pendragon's 1991 release, The World. Thank you. 
Footsteps in India is where my ship takes me. 
The Voyager by Pendragon from the band's 1991 album, The World. Now let's listen to some more of my chat with Nick Barrett. So I'm going to fast forward a little bit here to uh, The World and Not of This World were very well-received albums. Some even think of them as they breakthrough releases. But the direction and style of your music seems to have changed with Believe and then took an even heavier turn and a different direction with Pure and Passion. Was that deliberate or what was the vision? You know, what were you thinking with the change of direction or it was just something that happened? Um, yeah, I, I, it, it was really based on... Um, I felt the need to progress uh, onto something else. I mean, I watched uh, with my son a lot of motocross videos, and uh, on those was a lot of uh, new metal, uh, quite a lot of it from, from the States. And I really liked a lot of that stuff. Uh, you know, some very unusual bands. Um, I guess you'd sort of probably almost call them like college bands, but it was new metal. So it had a kind of a uh, young-sounding singers, you know, young-sounding guys in the band, and it was almost sort of like a cross between new wave, pop music, uh, progressive rock, and uh, you know, sort of Linkin Park type stuff. But it was extremely melodic, and um, you know, I got quite excited about that, and you know, it became a little bit of an influence on uh, the sort of stuff that I was then looking to write and i also wanted to you know bring in a more younger frame of mind for myself writing i mean a lot of the guitar parts i was thinking about for uh those albums was to approach them how i would have done it if i was 16 hmm. you know so some of the guitar sounds were very angular and you know i sort of let loose a little bit on um, you know some of those sounds were a little bit wilder um, you know, as were some of the lyrics and the vocals and everything else. So there's a slightly wilder sound to it. So it was deliberate, but it was sort of a much needed also, I feel, natural um, course to go. Very interesting. Um, the content and lyrical style also seemed to change. There was a greater level of, uh, say, social and political comment, um, like in the, this green and pleasant land. Was that also a, a result of your, you know, influence with this new metal and that kind of stuff? No, the lyrical content really came from somewhere else. I mean, um, I read, uh, I'd started to read a lot of books about um, what happened in Stalinist Russia and what happened with communism and um you know how that had affected the world and i was pretty shocked and that sort of then went on to reading uh stuff about chairman mao and i really got quite interested in uh you know the world politics of how things were and um the whole lyrical backdrop for i mean it's quite strange with this green and pleasant land because some people have said you know, they've listened to it. They said, you know, that's virtually uh, we have a, uh, a party over here called the um, the BNP, which nobody likes because it's very, uh, very right wing. And, uh, and people said about that song, they said, oh, this is virtually a manifesto for the BNP. And I was standing there thinking, 
what the hell are you talking about? I'm just talking about something from my heart. I'm talking about, you know, what um, uh, my granddad did and my uncle did during the war. And, you know, they were, they, they, they and people of that uh, era, you know, were incredibly brave. And, um, you know, for the freedom that we now have. And I was uh, talking about that and sort of juxtaposing it with um, a lot of the way that uh, uh, a lot of what, you know, they call millennials now, um, you know, almost have via schools and politics and councils and everything else have almost been pulled back to keep them in an infantile state. You know, these children are virtually not allowed to grow up. And a lot of that I was talking about in Green and Pleasant Land. But I was also talking about, you know, how uh, NHS has become so uh, helpless um, against the whole financing of it. You know, if someone's really ill, it's all about making the, uh, the budget add up. Um, you know, it's kind of quite criminal, really. I mean, we're very lucky to have a National Health Service at all. But, you know, it's got more and more pinched as the years have gone on. And you think, man, you know, there's a lot of managers getting paid big salaries and, uh, you know, there's not enough nurses. So a song like that was a very broad social um, I suppose it was a political comment as well, but, you know, it was going, it was just a feeling, you know, just from my heart, that's what I felt about it. So, you know, a lot of those things are the way I feel, and they always have been there. I mean, I felt very strongly about the welfare of animals as well for, uh, uh, you know, a long time, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that sort of crept into uh, the songwriting as well. I mean, I very, I do have very strong feelings on, you know, a lot of things. I mean, I know, uh, you know, like, for example, you, you have this in America at the moment, you know, you have a lot of people um, uh, protesting against Donald Trump. You know, we had a lot of protests here against Brexit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's stuff like Antifa, which is, uh, I mean, as far as I can see, is about as fascist as you can get. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, from what's actually happening. So, you know, I'm very interested on all, all these things. And, um, uh, you know, while I would really like to put a lot of them into the music, these ideas into the music, I kind of feel... Um, or I felt with the next album that we're making that there's a, this is a two-side coin. I mean, you, either you can write about all this political, social stuff, uh, or you can do uh, get to a point where you think, you know, also music needs to be something that uplifts people as well, and it has some beauty about it. Right. And I, there's so much stuff going around in the world at the moment. It would be nice to create something that is actually very positive, very upbeat, and very, uh, it just has a lot of beauty about it. So I kind of put a lot of the political stuff uh, to, to the background, really, for, the, for this album. It's not really going to be that sort of record. Okay, yeah, I, I know what you mean. It, it can get preachy or whatever. You, I don't know. You know, it's, it's music is, is entertainment. I mean, it's, it's good to, to try to use it to you know, occasionally make a point. You know, I, I could see that, but you can go overboard. I think, 
you know, I think like John Lennon wasted some of his best years trying to be too political and trying to save the world. You know, it's like he, he was a great man, a great musician, a great songwriter, but you can't save the world by yourself. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, I mean, that's a very fine line. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Marillion touched on it quite a lot, you know, when Fish was in the band. But they had a great, great balance, you know, mm-hmm. to do something like White Russian, you know, which is all about the, uh, you know, the resurgence of uh, the Nazis that, you know, that he was talking about in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of the coin, you've got Punch and Judy, you know, right. which is uh, it's still a kind of social comment. But, yeah. you know kind of light and it's easy and i think the thing is with the music sometimes you just got to be a little bit careful you don't bog people down i mean um you know you listen to something like tuba bells a trick of the tail to you know it's a little bit of escapism and that's kind of nice i mean sometimes i think shall i put a roger waters album on uh, <laughs> i was just going to mention that <laughs> you know, i was just going to say yeah it's like the wall is a great album but i don't listen to it often because it's not very fun, you know, it's, it it doesn't, you know, I've got a lot of crap going on in my life now with my aging parents and all this stuff going on, you know, in the world It just, uh, it's getting scarier as, as you were touching on before. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily want to, you know, hear gloom and doom in the music I'm listening to. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've just got a feeling now. I think there's a time and a place for it. And my feelings were, you know, with our next album, I just wanted to create something that people can lose themselves in a little bit. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's valid too. And if you can make your points here and there and, and make them maybe in a subtle manner sometimes. Yeah. You know, that striking that balance, as you said before. Yeah. You know how great your house looks and smells when it's just been cleaned? So fresh. And somehow, a clean house makes your head feel fresher too. With a housekeeper from Care, you can reset your house and your head as often as you like for less than you think. Find a great housekeeper, set a schedule that works for you, and check cleaning off your to-do list so you can put your mind to other, more fun things. Get the housekeeping help you need at Care.com. Moms are amazing at tracking down hard-to-find items. Library books, socks, you name it. But sometimes help is welcomed. Care.com makes it easy to find babysitters near you. Sitters with the experience and skills your family needs, like after-school pickup and homework help. You just post a job for qualified sitters to apply. And since all Care.com caregivers are background checked, you can feel confident about interviewing and hiring. To get the child care help you need, sign up now at Care.com. Next, let's check out some more spectacular Pendragon music. This one is called The Shadow, and it comes from one of the band's finest albums, 1996's The Masquerade Overture. But you will play my game 
Though your eyes will sleep, sleep so very deep, it can keep me from your door. Like a vampire, I will come. And when the Sandman comes to you at last, I'll take the reins. Its banks and over the land, washing away the grains of sand. And after all the faded years, I look in the mirror on the edge of tears. It seems I might have finally seen that haunting shadow was really me. There's a man who's followed me.
The Shadow from the Masquerade Overture, Pendragon's 1996 release, 
Now let's listen to some more of my interview with Pendragon composer, guitarist, and singer Nick Barrett. So even the artwork seemed to change, you know, uh, around that time. I guess, was that a conscious thing, you know, with the, the new direction in the sound? You figured that the uh, the look of the old covers, the Simon Williams stuff, wasn't necessarily still fitting with the music? Or, you know, was it conscious or was it just something that just sort of happened? Um, it was kind of deliberate in a way just to make a change. Um, I mean, I tend to like sort of epochs of things. So, you know, once I find something I like, I'll do it for sort of 10 years or something. So we actually call the albums From the World to Not of This World, the Simon Williams era, because, um, you know, a lot of the music was typically progressive rock or what people would associate with progressive rock. And with that kind of artwork, um, you know, it was a great backdrop to uh, to go with the music. But I think when we wanted to, uh, you know, from really the pure album, Pure and Passion and uh, Menu Clay Mountains, get something a bit more modern and a bit more gritty. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, singular, have a singular image rather than lots and lots of different images. But I, even that sort of era now has kind of come to an end and it's time to move on to something else. So, you know, the artwork for the next album is, um, I mean, literally, we found, I, I've moved to Cornwall now, which is by the coast. And, uh, you know, it's a beautiful place here. We live near the sea. It's great. And I've literally found somebody who's a local artist uh, who I... Uh, found her artwork in a shop in a place called um, Boscastle, which is a very beautiful little English harbour town. And um, I just uh, immediately saw this artwork and it grabbed me and I thought that would be great for our next album. And this is exactly what happened with Simon Williams. You know, I was going um, on a journey on the motorway and I pulled over and uh, was in the shop on the motorway and saw some CDs on a rack for sale. And immediately I saw uh, an album, a classical album, which he'd done. It caught my eye and I went over to it and looked up his name and everything like that and contacted him. And that's how we got him to do all those early albums, you know? So this, uh, the new person doing the next album cover is sort of very much in the same sort of way. Um, it's a different kind of artwork it's very dreamy, I suppose. It's very dreamlike. It's harking back more to what we might have done in the mid-90s. Okay. Maybe that's part of the key to hanging around for 40 years is shaking it up every once in a while. Absolutely. I mean, I, I kind of get bored, you know, very quickly, and I like different approaches. You know, like I said, um, I think you can go through the hard-as-nails stuff, and you can have very... Um, you know, gritty types of artwork. And then after a while, you just think, let's create something that has a great deal of beauty to it again, a bit of dreamlike quality, something that people, particularly the way things are in the world at the moment, something where people can lose themselves a bit, you know. Um, and it's going with the concept of the whole album, which is to give people a feeling how they used to be when they buy albums, which was when it was vinyl LPs, mm-hmm. it was more of a ritualistic experience. And I've I said imagine, that, yeah. 
I, I'm really, really um, hell-bent on ensuring that this album uh, does this. And that, that means that, um, you know, the whole artwork, uh, what I want to do is produce something which is like a book, which is a little bit smaller than an LP. So people can sit with this on their lap while they've got their brandy and they've got the music on their Bang & Olufsen and they're sitting there and they're looking through the booklet, listening to the music and they're getting involved in something rather than this whole kind of Spotify, uh, you know, download culture. Look at a JPEG, you know, on a little screen <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I get exactly what you're saying. I've said the same thing. The whole The album was just, it was a complete experience you know and you went out and you had spent your money and you were excited and you took it home and you put it on and you were looking at all you know reading all the liner notes uh reading along with the lyrics looking at all the pictures maybe there was a cool booklet or a story or something in there you know or it was a gatefold and there was another whole thing of art inside to appreciate and all of that just seems to be lost now it's, it's just gone yeah but i want to bring it back yeah well yeah and it seems you know I never would have figured that vinyl would make the comeback that it's been making, you know, but I, I think probably it's, it's making a comeback among people of say our age range, you know, uh, are, are driving a lot of it, you know, because, uh, you know, nostalgia or whatever, you know, um, but I, I'd be curious to see the breakdown to see how many younger people are buying it, you know, vinyl. Well, you know, I think in a way, um, you know, we're very lucky within the progressive rock area the kind of people that actually want something like that are people who are in that area um you know like i doubt whether my son or you know his mates would really want to buy something like that you know they're 22 years old um it's something of our generation and we're very lucky that uh you know we still have that connection to want to actually have something which is a bit more of a ritualistic music experience which um I, i'd like to sort of try and bring that back in some way and you know even sort of have less albums maybe have a limited edition like that but I, i'm sort of thinking this is really the way forward very cool yeah I, i'll be curious to see how it all pans out with that yeah so uh, can we shift over a little and, and, and talk a little about the songwriting process? What's it like in Pendragon? I mean, well, you've had, a you know, at least uh, Peter and Clive have been with you for a very long time now. And uh, yeah. so, you know, how does that, uh, how does the creative process work? Is the, I know they have their own outlets as well. Well, especially Clive, you know, he, he, he also has Arena and the Kimura Company and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, uh, how much do they contribute to Pendragon? What's the whole writing thing like with, between the three of you, the dynamic, you know? Well, um, you know, it, it's kind of strange because no matter what, uh, we put in the booklets, um, a lot of people still don't realize that I write all the music and all the, the lyrics. Um, I write all the keyboard melodies, all the, uh, piano parts, or hmm. just, I write the whole thing. Okay. That's the way it's always been. Um, in in terms of actually, in terms of input, because Clive, going back a long, long time, Clive joined as a session player. 
um, because we, we'd already been stung by a few keyboard players that um, we locked horns a lot in the writing area. So when Clive joined, we agreed, and he was really happy with this because he had his own projects. We agreed that he wouldn't get involved in any of the songwriting. And that was the way, really, one of the reasons why I think we've survived is because, <laughs> you know, we cleared it up from day one and everyone knew exactly where they stood. So Clive had the opportunity to do exactly what he wanted with his own projects without having to think about coming up with material uh, for Pen Dragon. So um, Peter... Uh, was really pretty much happy that I wrote everything. He got involved in a couple of tracks, a couple of very good tracks. Um, he wrote Total Recall, and um, he wrote the music to uh, The Last Waltz, which was a part of Queen of Hearts on the World album. Uh, you know, when Peter does write something, it's generally very, very good. I, I really like what he writes, but... He just doesn't write very much. Every time we bring an album, I always say to him, you know, if you've got anything, Peter, check it in the pot. But he tends to be happy to let me do it. And um, so what generally happens is that I actually record a demo of the whole album uh, with programmed drums and I play the bass on it and do all the keyboards and do all the guitars uh, if at that point I've got any vocals, I will put the vocals down. So the entire thing is completely finished. And then I take it to the band. And uh, depending who's drumming that particular day. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've been through a few. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, yeah. I'll sit there for three days and I will go through it with the drummer, you know. But I want, you know, I want them to bring their personality along. I want them to say, you know, um, a double flam paradiddle will sound way better on that. Okay. And I'm thinking, Go on then, yeah, do it. Or they say, you know, like uh, a ride cymbal would sound way better on that. I think, yeah, okay, do it. And it's the same with Peter's bass playing as well. I mean, Peter, um, you know, does some incredible bass playing. And, um, you know, I think the thing is with music is, um, even though the guys may not write something, you have to give them wings to express themselves in some sort of way. Uh, you know, otherwise they could feel that they're not really sort of part of it. So that's sort of pretty much how it, it's always worked. Um, I mean, obviously, from a live point of view, you know, everybody just does what the heck they like, you know, and we we pick apart each other's things if we don't think they're right but this is kind of important for why pendragon has survived is because everyone knows where they stand and they sort of get it that i'm the writer in the band and um they're happy with that to be the way so um you know if it ain't bust don't fix it right right yeah I, I like the comment about the drummers too. Yeah, you did have a fairly stable <laughs> for a while, but uh, well, you're not quite on Spinal Tap level, but yeah, I guess it has been yeah. a bit of a revolving. Uh, yeah, that's been the joke. The Spinal Tap you know, was killed in a freak gardening accident. Yeah, we've had all those. <laughs> yeah, the one that 
just explodes off the chair or whatever. Yeah, it's just a green <laughs> dot left on the seat. Yeah, a globule. <laughs> That's it, a globule. Yeah. We have time for about one more longer one, so here's The Edge of the World from Pendragon's 2005 release entitled Believe.
Once again, that was The Edge of the World from Believe, Pendragon's 2005 offering. Well, that's about all we have time for this week, but Nick and I chatted at length, and with a 40-year back catalog of stellar music, this Progwatch feature on the band Pendragon will continue with a part two in a couple of weeks, so watch for that. Thanks for coming along for the ride once again, my friends. And don't forget that you can contact me, follow me on social media, find out more about featured bands or artists, or even support the show if you are so inclined, all at progwatch.com. That's P-R-O-G-W-A-T-C-H, all one word, dot com. Until next week, be good to each other, and prog on, my brothers and sisters. I go berserk? Well, you left me anyhow And then the days got worse and worse And now you see I've gone completely out of my mind And 
They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee haha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, haha. You thought it was a joke, and so you laughed. You laughed when I had said that losing you would make me flip my lid. Right? You know you laughed. I heard you laugh. You laughed. You laughed and laughed, and then you left. But now you know I'm utterly mad. And they're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha. To the happy home with trees and flowers and chirping birds and basket weavers who sit and smile and twiddle their thumbs and toes, and they're coming to take me away, haha. I cook. Your food, I cleaned your house, and this is how you pay me back for all my kind, unselfish, loving deeds. Ha! Well, you just wait. They'll find you yet, and when they do, they'll put you in the ASPCA. You mangy mutt! And they're coming to take me away. Ha ha! They're coming to take me away. Ho ho! Hee hee! Ha ha! To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll. Be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away. <laughs> to the happy home with trees and flowers and chirping birds and basket weavers who sit and smile and twiddle their thumbs and toes, and they're coming to take me away. <laughs> to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to You know how great your house looks and smells when it's just been cleaned, so fresh. And somehow, a clean house makes your head feel fresher too. With a housekeeper from Care, you can reset your house and your head as often as you like for less than you think. Find a great housekeeper, set a schedule that works for you, and check cleaning off your to-do list so you can put your mind to other more fun things. Get the housekeeping help you need at Care.com. Moms are amazing at tracking down hard-to-find items. Library books, socks, you name it. But sometimes help is welcomed. Care.com makes it easy to find babysitters near you. Sitters with the experience and skills your family needs, like after-school pickup and homework help. You just post a job for qualified sitters to apply. And since all Care.com caregivers are background checked, you can feel confident about interviewing and hiring. To get the child care help you need, sign up now at Care.com.